0: Yes, I can speak. In this episode, we will discuss how art has been a tool for comfort women and feminist activists, particularly in Korea, to make their voices heard. How this particularly surfaced in opposition to revenist moves, mainly in Japan, and a non-recognition and lack of apology from the Japanese government on the subject of conversations during World War II. Many revisionist narratives have seen the light, mostly in Japan, following the Japanese government's non-recognition and acceptance of what happened to these women in comfort camps. Many have claimed that all comfort women were voluntary prostitutes, freely choosing to offer their services to military men. It was importantly the case in many blogs, notably in the Texas Daddy blog, that that not only tried to debunk the existence of comfort women, but also claimed they were, I quote, nothing more than a prostitute, that the average comfort girl was uneducated, childish and selfish, inclined to be egoistical and likes to talk about herself. This individual goes further in writing, I quote, they lived in near luxury in Burma. They had plenty of money with which to purchase desired articles, to supplement the many gifts given to them by the soldiers. These allegations are considered by most as conspiracies and thus don't reflect the common perception of events in Japan. This, however, helps us understand the difficulty these women have, mainly in Japan, to be recognized as victims, compensated for and commemorated. Media has, on the other hand, also very much helped these women's experiences to be set into stone not only figuratively speaking as we previously learned with the building of numerous commemorative statues like that one in San Francisco. Between the lack of government recognition, exclusion of the topic in school curriculums, no outsp- outsp- outspoken governmental criticism about conspiracy theories on the issue and no apologies, etc., and the violent backlash, mostly po- from conservative and ultra-nationalist groups in Japan, there was a real need to ensure the commemoration of these women through other means. Art is a medium that is greatly used for the commemoration of comfort women, particularly by Koreans and more specifically Korean women. The asporic communities of these affected Asian countries claim back that part of their history whilst connecting to the past of their ancestors through artistic creations. As the Japanese government dissociated itself from the issue, The process of memorialization was carried out by other international bodies, and importantly by individuals and groups of activists in Asia, and most extensively in South Korea. As put by historian and our interviewee Christine Levy, art in a medium for international communication, it allows a direct communication to an audience, even an audience that is unaware of the subject. Art and particularly filmic material have often depicted historical agents, events, and periods on screen. This literal staging of events is, of course, limited in scope and is often built to fit a certain historical narrative. As put by French historian and film critic Anton de Bac, cinema offers a certain projection of the world, creating a discourse through its choices and arrangements. Although it can be considered like an entirely reliable source of information, it serves to commemorate. This memorialization becomes political because of the numerous competing narratives
1: that surround the issue of comfort women. Yes, it's, it's exactly that, Hannah. And so an important aspect of comfort women in cinematography is the power of testimony. So Christine Levy mentioned in her interview, I quote, that les témoignages sont à prendre avec circonscription, mais c'est quand même une voix, meaning in English that testimonials ought to be handled with, cares, with care um, and that they do remain a voice, hear a voice of history. So historian and research director at the CNRS, Annette Viedorca, extensively worked on the place and validity of testimonies in history in her book, L'ère du témoin, The Era of the Witness so she claims in this piece that testimonies are imperative as they allow the remembrance of, I quote, forgotten worlds and experiences. So these testimonies can also contribute to a healing process of the victims. Of um, the very few comfort women that are still alive and willing to speak up about their traumatic experience during World War II, some chose to help cinematographers recount these stories that are their stories. So the animated short film, Her Story, or Herstory, notably comes to mind. So the title alone of this short film, Her Story, is very evocative. So the term Herstory stems from a feminist impulse to place women at the centre of historical narratives, replacing the male pronoun his in history to her, thus becoming Herstory. Like the term itself, the animation Story places a female voice at the core of this historical and commemorative project. It also makes sense because her story recounts former comfort women, Seo Woon Young's experience. Through her voice, she narrates her own story, reclaiming that part of her life to an extent and thus contributing to the healing process of herself and certainly that of other victims. So this film retraces This film retraces um, this South Korean woman's past um, in a sexual slavery camp in Samarang, Indonesia. This animation was made in 2011 by Yun Ki Kim in commemoration of this woman born in 1924 and deceased in 2004. The power of this animated 10-minute film lies in its narration, Seo Woon Young's story her personal account allows us to grasp much more the atrocious nature of the crimes that she um, that were that were perpetrated at the time by the Japanese imperialist army in southeastern Asia. She very clearly describes she was raped repeatedly by army men that would stand in line in front of her huts or dorms where her and other girls were kept. I quote her. I can't even count how many soldiers came in, especially on weekends, lining up still in uniform. She then later adds, there's just too much to tell. So Sion, uh, Sion Woon Young's testimony is particularly moving um, as you can imagine. And we vividly um, recommend you to watch her story for that reason. It also holds a historical value as her story confirms many different accounts and sources that have been cross-referenced on the subject. Um, Christine Lee herself qualified this, docu- uh, this um, animated film as a very good quality um, film, so that backs up that information also. Um, uh, Seo Woon Young explains how she came from a wealthy South Korean family. She was 15 at the time, and her father was at that time also imprisoned by the Japanese imperialist army. That very Japanese army deceived her into leaving Korea telling her that if she would go to work in a factory for two years in Japan, her father would be freed. Following um, what she says in that, in that animation, um, what really happened was that her father passed away in prison and she was sent to Indonesia unbeknownst to her and they made her into a sex slave. Or a comfort woman, as some would put it. She also later in the film mentions the re- the regular visits at the local hospital to check these women weren't carrying any diseases that could be passed on to soldiers. Furthermore, Mrs. Young um, mentions how these military men drugged these girls, obliging them to intake opium, for example. Um, she then later describes how she turned into an opium addict, um, just to give you an idea. Her last words in this, in this film are the following. I, um, I quote, I kept telling myself that I just have to stay alive. They they may have killed my body, but not my spirits. This is how I survived." So these very poignant and deeply humbling words strongly echo with the experiences of other way, of other victims of war crimes. So although a different subject and quite impar- incomparable experience, Seo Woon Young's positivity, hope, and a certain level of luck in the sense that she survived um, giving the horrific situation she was in, seems to have um, what seems to have been what kept her alive, and so account, uh, this account can be comparable um, to that of Primo Levi in his book Si C'est un homme, or If This Is a Man. So these testimonies, that of Primo Levi but also that of Young, stress the importance of memorial- memorialization of such events. When looking into human rights violations and war crimes, there is also another question that comes to mind: it's that of the unre- unrepresentable. How can one represent the unrepresentable, the atrocious, the unimaginable? Her, sto- her story or her story shows certain rape scenes experienced by Wun Young and other girls placed in these camps. Something that would that would have been much harder, if not an animation. The animation also allows a certain level of anonymity as the only real testimony we have is that of Mrs. Young and it's only under the voice of her voice, under the form of her voice, sorry. So animation is also greatly related to innocence. Um, When we start watching this film, we don't really expect that we'll be submerged with such violence, although aware of the subject. And this innocence also echoes that of these girls, although addressed as comfort women. Her story um, shows how indeed these women's role were to comfort men. Although this euphemism entirely excludes the notion of abuse, rape, and sexual slavery. We must remain vigilant when looking at history through cinematic lens. However, it is an important healing and memorialization tool that can't be neglected. It also demonstrates the power of art as a political tool, especially when certain issues are avoided and try to be concealed by governmental bodies.
0: This, over all, not be repeated Okay. So we would all like to thank you so much for listening to our podcast, I Can Speak. We really hope it helps you further discover the issues of comfort women. The debate surrounding comfort women raises important points. The question of memorialization, of representation, of recognition and apology. It also touches on all two contemporary issues like human rights and abuse and war crimes.
1: But it is also really important for us to take a moment to thank historian Christine Levy for her fabulous and highlighting contribution to our podcast. So she really helped us deepen our understanding of the complexities surrounding the subject of conformance and I hope it does for you too now. And so that's why we'd like to finish um, on some of her words that we um, were lucky enough to hear during our interview with her. So she mentioned that the emergence of such a memory is very important, especially when it's a voice that is unusually heard. Um, it isn't. It is this case for women, and more specifically for women in times of war. These rapes that were considered as unimportant or secondary are now gaining some importance. It raises necessary questions on the subject of rape and prostitution in times of wars, um, as it is a mean for domination and annihilation. So for that, we thank Christine Lévy. Thank you for her kind words and for her very interesting inputs.
0: And please feel free to contact us if you have any information on this topic or even potential questions or any doubts. And please remember, Comfort Women can and need to continue to speak. Thank you for your attention and see you for the next series of podcasts we will hopefully make.
1: Yes, I can speak.